Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. I'm here with Jacob Myers, the ginger, the soon-to-be ginger turkey hunter. Woo! Woo! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Yeah, no, uh, it's going to be exciting. Five, not five days from now. It is March the 10th, guys, doing a little intro on that Sunday evening. And five days from now, we will be at turkey camp. Yeah. Opener turkey camp. Yep, with the Southern Ground Crew, Public Land Turkey Camp. It's going to be crazy. Oh, dude, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, Parker's going to be coming down there with us along with Tyler, Money Making, Malone. 
<laughs> Mustache right. Malone. Mustache Malone. Mustache Malone. And we got a couple other buddies coming down. It's going to be cool. We're going to have a good time. Shoot some awesome footage, hopefully, of something. Hopefully of something dying. Oh, there's going to be some turkeys hitting the ground. There's going to be some turkeys. Hopefully they hit the ground. I swear to God, if we go out, because I'm, oh, by the way, so I'm going to be Andrew's cameraman. If he misses, by God, guys, I will have some amazing footage. So you just get ready for it. Oh, no pressure. You're going to see me get real upset. No pressure. Yeah, so we haven't done an, uh, an intro in a while, mainly because we were at the NWTF convention and we basically recorded too many podcasts. Never. That's never That's never a thing. Dude, uh, man, we recorded a bunch. So if anybody's wondering why we've been like completely blowing up your podcast feed, it's because we have a bunch of podcasts that we're, we've been posting because we recorded like nine or something like that. It's like the last, this will be the third week, last three weeks we've been dropping three episodes a week. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm so sorry for all you people who like can't keep up. Oh, <laughs> it's a no. lot of podcasts. Yeah, see, yeah, see, that's why I love my job because I travel a lot and I just get to listen to podcasts all day long. Yeah. But for the person that doesn't, they have like a 30 minute commute every day. Oh, I mean, they can knock it out. Trying. It's just, good content. I mean, it ain't, it ain't just. I don't, oh, think yeah. it's, I don't think it's garbage. Dude, that, that one we did with Dave Owens, that might be like one of my favorites we've ever done. It was epic. Dave is legit. I want to be like Dave one day. Smoking, sm- <laughs> smoking a stogie. Smoking a stogie after every turkey kill. Not to mention he's a straight killer. Like, if I was a turkey, I wouldn't want to live anywhere near Dave Owens. Nope. I wouldn't want to live anywhere near... I wouldn't want to live anywhere where I'm huntable. I'd want to live in a state park where Dave Owens couldn't get me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Gunnersville State Park. Man. Oh, yeah. We got, a, we got another guest on today who is a turkey killer. Oh, man. Bob Walker, one the one of the original turkey thugs. One of the original turkey thugs, been guiding for turkeys at Bent Creek Lodge for like thirty two years, I think. Long time, and he uh, he's actually retired from the guy. He stepped back from the guiding business, which we talk about in here a little bit. But yeah, we just have an awesome conversation with Bob. Second time we've had him on for a main episode. Yep. Might have had him on for a strut report. Oh yeah, had him on for a strut report. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So he's he's a multi-time guest. He's an awesome guy. Just another guy from Mossy Oak. Everyone we talk to from Mossy Oak is top notch, dude. Yep. I love Mossy Oak. Oh yeah. The heck of a company. But uh, but yeah, this is a good episode with them. But what that was what I was trying to get to with all that is we haven't done done an intro in a while, so we need to explain <laughs> what's going on. So today we uh we shot the first impressions for the JX3 saddle and also got our buddy Zach Eccles who you've if you've been with us long enough you've either heard him or seen him at one point or another. Uh he has never been in a saddle, so we got him in the Mantis and in the JX3 and kind of got his thoughts on both of them as like a first time saddle user. Yeah. So if anybody out there is thinking about saddles and you kind of want to know I don't know what his first impression would be like. Someone who's never sat in one and just what they think. They have no biases because they don't know what one feels like or the other. That might be a pretty good video for you. And we tried to film some uh, fishing stuff, um, but there wasn't any fish. No, there's a, no. <laughs> dude, I, we, hey, I saw at least a big giant gar, but man. Yeah, we saw a big gar. So listen, guys, Andrew has a fetish for when we're trying to catfish. He loves tilapia for bait. That doesn't ever sound like a good bait to me. Every time we've gone fishing with him and he uses tilapia, we don't catch anything. Dude. But he swears by God, every time I'm not there, they catch fish. I call B to the S. I think you're just a bad luck charm, Dude, man. If we would have got some chicken liver or something, or just worms, anything, we could have dug some you worms. You find up. me a chicken liver that stays on the hook, and I'll use it. Shoot, man. It's called a treble hook. <laughs> it's oh, called a treble school. hook. Nah, but yeah. So. Dude, best bait there is is like a shiner, like a cut up brim or something like yeah, that. Yeah, oh yeah, cut bait. You can't, you can't beat that. Cut bait. The tilapia, 
I got on the tilapia stuff for catfish because we'd be like going out to run a trot line or something and like we would like ripped a hole in a cast net or something like that and so i was like crap we'll just go to the store so i bought some tilapia from like Publix, like filet tilapia guys like frozen filet tilapia yeah frozen tilapia is cheap as all get out that's it smells fishy as crap tilapia i don't like tilapia it's nasty i like it to catch catfish though because i like to eat catfish but it works on trot lines i don't know rod and reel i haven't had as good luck with it so i guess we'll have to move on to some other bait Yes, Jacob, the catfish expert over here. Something, something, <laughs> something I mean, else. I mean, for the last yeah two three years, going fishing with you, you ain't catch nothing. It's nah, a, man, this is bad. You're killing me. This is bad. <laughs> we'll we'll stick with hunting. We'll stick with hunting. Yeah, we'll stick with hunting. <laughs> no, we're all gonna try and shoot some fishing videos. Uh, this well, whenever it gets warm enough for me to get in the water, we want to do some like ultralight creek fishing stuff. Yep. It'll be pretty pretty daggum cool. Uh, that's kind of the only kind of fishing that I'm good at, I think. That and saltwater. And then me and Steve Angel from the Traditional Outdoors podcast. Oh, sorry. Can't, Andrew's saying I can't rub my beard over here. Sorry, guys. You can hear that in the background. <laughs> Apologize. But anyway, so me and Steve Angel from the Traditional Outdoors podcast is going to go, or going to go, not is going to go, are going to go. We's going to go. We's going to go down below the dam. No, but we're going to go, <laughs> and he's going to give me a crash course on fly fishing for trout in North Georgia. So we're going to go try to do that. Seems like it's going to be pretty fun. So I'm already kind of getting bit by the traditional archery bug now we're gonna get bit by the fly fishing bug if that's a thing that's right dude it's gonna be awesome but uh turkey season's almost here good luck to everybody who's gonna be turkey hunting because by the time the next quote-unquote main episode drops Woo-woo. which are main episodes are mondays and then we drop bonuses on wednesdays and we drop uh short reports on fridays yeah. yes, get it. so by the time the next main episode drops it'll be turkey season in alabama yes but before you wrap it up, because I know you're about to wrap it up, okay? Uh-oh. Listen, guys, make sure you're tuning in for the short report. What was that? <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. I'm graving it. I appreciate it. No, guys, make sure you are tuning in for the short report on Friday mornings, okay, guys? We are trying to interview as many, you know, we're trying to interview at least three to five people every week across the southeast as states start opening up. So this week we're actually going to have some guys coming on from Mississippi and Alabama, which is hopefully going to give you a little leg up on the competition coming this weekend and kind of get an idea of what the birds are doing, especially these people that have been out on the youth hunt uh, that was this weekend. So make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be every Friday throughout turkey season, and I know you're really going to enjoy it. We have a lot of great guys on, some people that maybe you know about and some people maybe you don't, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a good, good time. If you really like it, enjoy it. Uh, reach out to us, and if you're in the woods quite a bit, I will put you on the short report. So yeah. you ain't got to be all famous. Anybody who's out there turkey hunting, yep. yeah, so yep. be on that short report, baby. So message us. Anyways, Andrew's nose is whistling, which means it's time for us to get <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't cut that off either. <laughs> I can cut off whatever I want to. I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, turkey season's getting going. Make sure y'all are checking out our YouTube channel, which uh, if you're already subscribed, thank you because it's growing pretty dang fast. So thanks, everybody who's subscribed. Y'all are freaking awesome. Bunch of rock stars. So, yeah, we're going to be posting a bunch of turkey stuff. So be watching for that. Hopefully we'll show you a dead turkey. But without further ado, here is our episode with Mr. Bob Walker. So, Gotcha. Can um, I talk a little bit about, I guess, what we're doing down here? I mean, you're here pretty much, I guess – I'm I'm kind of here. I, really, I don't know why I'm here. 
<laughs> other than I can't stand to be away, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we're not turkey thugs. We're not really doing that anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I just hate to lose all my contact with friends. And, you know, uh, Primos, they, they were kind of like, come on, man, you need to come up. And hopefully this year, uh, Will and I have got a, a little hunt set up, Will Primos, and we've never been able to hunt together. And, uh, so we're going to make it happen this year. So that'll that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, I bet. Oh, that'd be awesome. I guess we can use that just as the intro. You know, so right now, guys, if you're listening to the podcast, which I'm sure you guys are, uh, <laughs> you'd have to right <laughs> if now. You're, if you're voice. hearing this, you are, in fact, listening, listening to, to the, the podcast. By, by the way, you're by the way it is <laughs> not an you. imagination. That's right. <laughs> not hallucinating or hearing things. All right, guys. But uh, <laughs> we have Bob Walker on uh, from Mossy Oak. Uh, another fellow Alabamian, which is nice That's to right. meet. Nice to meet our kind here. That's I, right. Absolutely <laughs> love it. So we got three Alabamians here. It's gonna be a good time. Yes, sir. Uh, we are all at the NWTF convention up in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, super excited to be here. Bob was glad to see that you were able to make it. Cause oh yeah. We yeah. talked like last week or two weeks ago, and you weren't sure. Yeah, I had a had a few things going on. I wasn't sure how they were gonna play out, but mm-hmm. yeah, we jetted up here this morning. Gonna, yeah. Gonna stay through tomorrow and head on back. Awesome. Yeah, just as long as there's no state troopers on the interstate, it's all good. Yeah, it's good. It's all it's yeah, good. Yeah, speed, limits, <laughs> speed limits are options. That's yeah. right. That's right. I got pulled over on the way up here. I was running late. I got pulled over. Oh, my goodness. Didn't get a ticket. Really? He, he sweet-talked his way out of there. Yeah, yeah. I, must, I must be a charmer. Yeah, he's, <laughs> man, those, those, those male state troopers can't get enough of Andrew. Oh, so. that's yeah, man. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me move my chair a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well – I know we're all excited to kind of be here, Bob. You know, you're here. Well, it kind of kicks off the year. You it know, does. it kind of gets you like, okay, turkey season is coming quick. And it is, it, it's something that I always enjoy. You know, I think I told you last year, Bob, I, I'm a, God, I've said this on every podcast we've recorded so far. I am a very green turkey hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I've only been doing it for a couple of years now. Hey, there's nothing wrong with oh, that. Oh, no, I know, but I'm sure the listeners are like, God, we know this by now, Jacob. You said it 12 times. Hit it. You're bad at turkey. That's okay. <laughs> but uh, I love it just because you're meeting. So many people here that are from all different skill levels. Exactly. Like someone like yourself has been doing it for right. a long time, and there's guys like myself that are getting into it, you know, didn't really do it a whole bunch, you know, when right. we were real young. And it's just like uh, there's a meshing of everybody coming together, mm-hmm. and it, it's just fun. And it, plus I love just meeting new people or seeing people like yourself exactly. that I haven't seen in a year, and it's just, yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah. So you're, you're exactly right. It's, it's, it's my favorite. I've been to other shows and – you know, to me, Nashville, I'm, I, I may be biased, but Nashville has just – I've been to a lot, of, you know, called in Grand Nationals and all that stuff all over the country, but Nashville's just different. Mm-hmm. People come. I guess it's easier for everybody. It's more centralized maybe or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's it's amazing how many people do come to this thing. Yeah. And nothing against <laughs> the guys from, like, anyone that lives in, like, the Midwest, like, you know, Iowa, I guess Missouri and all the states out there, but, like, there's a lot of turkey hunters in our region, the country, oh, southeast. Yeah. Big time. So it's nice to have it in Nashville because it's not that bad of a drive from pretty much a lot of the southern states. Right. Where yeah. you can fly in, it's easy to get in and out. So mm-hmm. The airport's not very big, so it's right. easy to get in and out of. And it's just a great location. I mean, the, you know, this hotel blows my oh, mind. It's, like, it's crazy. I still can't figure it out. Yeah. I still can't figure I mean, this place it's, out. Man. It's my wife's not good with directions, and she will get absolutely lost in this place. Yeah. And 
and I mean, she's been, you know, I don't know how many times, you know, <laughs> ten times probably. But it, it is. It's a big place. It's overwhelming, you know. But it's 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 just so cool that everybody comes, and you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of hotels right across the yeah. right across the highway there. So it's 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 still good. No, oh, believe me, I found out very quickly that if you didn't book that about two months in advance, good oh, luck yeah. getting a room. Yeah. Big oh time. yeah. Yeah. yeah it's tough. But but again. We're glad to be sitting here with you. Uh, oh, thank you. It's been, a, it's been a great year since we've had you on. Uh, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about that, our growth and everything else we've right. been doing. And excited to have you back on for this year. Kind of, again, talking turkeys and just shooting the breeze with you. Okay. Um, you yeah. Know, we got yeah. a lot of fans that listen to you and, and love your content, especially well, from the original Turkey Thugs. Well, I appreciate that. And you're a, a local Alabama legend. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Turkey Thug show was – I mean, I, I guided for, you know, like 32 years. Mm -hmm. um, this year I've decided to step back from it a little bit. Um, you know, my kids are getting a little older and they're busier and they don't have time to hunt when I can hunt and I have to beg off if they can come and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, you know, I, it, it's time. It's time for me to back away from the guiding a little bit. Now, I'm not going to say I won't go back and help and do all that. Bent Creek Lodge has been great to me. Uh, and, you know, and those guys have been really, really good friends. But uh, with all that said, it's kind of weird. As the season gets closer, I'm having to figure out what I'm going to do, you know, how I'm going to do it. But, you know, I've had so many things. The Lord's blessed me. So many things pop up here recently. Uh Will Primos and I never hunted together, and I did a podcast with them last year, and we got they got to talking afterwards, and uh, Lake and Will were talking, and you know y'all never hunted together, and Will said let's make it happen, you know, and so mm -hmm. so we we I think we've got it worked worked out. We're going you know right there at the end of March we're going to hunt together in about three or four days. So that's I can't wait on that. That's fun, you know, Jordan Jordan and Lake and. And wheel, that's that's a lot of fun right there. So I can imagine. I mean, then that's that's I, I, I'm lost. Somebody said, "Well, what are you going to do this spring?" I said, "Well, I'm not going by myself." They said, "What do you mean?" I said, "I I can't hunt by myself. Been guiding that long. I I don't I I've never go by myself. Mm -hmm. I know it's been probably ten years ago, but uh, didn't have any customers and nobody else could go. And I went, got out of the truck, had to walk a little ways to where I was going to listen. And I get there and I go. I ain't got a gun. I mean, I I, I forgot my gun. I mean, yeah. because I just wasn't carrying a gun because the hunter would always have the gun, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just, I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I did go back and get my gun. But uh, well, what's what's the life of an, a turkey outfitter come springtime? I mean, I know you guys, you know, right. are nationally known, probably world known for your all-star yeah. gunning. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. Well, we're lucky. I mean, we've got, we, we've got, you know, the two owners are great, Johnny and Leo. They're a good mix. Johnny's kind of quiet. Leo, he's outgoing, mm -hmm. talk your ears off kind of guy, you know. So, they're a good mix. Um, but for me, used to, I could take a little more vacation and, and stay down there and stuff like that. And and now I've got a few, th few more things going on, irons in the fire, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so it's about 32 miles from my house. So I've zipped down there in the morning, guide, and then zip back to work mm -hmm. middle of the day. And then afternoon, I try to do 
stuff I need to do around the house and the farm and whatever I'm doing. Yep. And uh, so it's it gets a little tiring running up and down that road. And uh, but you know I enjoy taking people. Mm-hmm. I would just as soon take somebody that has never been turkey hunting ever. Those guys, those people, women, kids, whatever, they listen to you. Mm-hmm. They're, they're wanting to learn, most of them, you know. But that guy mm-hmm. that's been about hunting about 10 years that has <laughs> been lucky and killed several turkeys, that guy thinks he knows a little something. That's dangerous. You know what I mean? Are you raising your no, hand? No, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I want to learn everything I can know. But, but you yeah. know, but it's, you know, I've guided long enough to know how to talk to those yeah. guys. And look, look, I know you know a good bit about turkey hunting, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you everything I know when the time comes. Mm-hmm. If you already know it, don't worry about it. Just mm-hmm. blow it off. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck and a know-it-all or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I said, but, you know, I'll I'll be right here in your ear telling you everything to do from take the safety off, when to move, when not to move. I just, it works better that way. And it's more fun. You've got interaction yeah. right there. And that guy may not know, what. why are we sitting here not calling? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of it because they get 20 yards in front of you up there and they'll turn around and look at you and shrug their shoulder like, why are you not yipping? You know, <laughs> just chill out, man. You know, we got to let him do his thing and then he'll come maybe, mm-hmm. hopefully. But, you know, it's 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 just people. You know, you learn to deal with people. You learn how to interact with people, and that's that's the fun thing. I was going to say, you definitely seem like you have to be a people person. You do. To, you to do. guide. Because if, I think that's the first thing yeah, you got to be. A people person, and then be talented with what you're doing, especially when you're exactly. you gotta be, you got to know how to read a bird. You're going to have to know how to call and handle a situation, mm-hmm. overcome adversity, but also be able to explain that to the hunter you're taking exactly. to make sure they're on the same page with you. Well, you kind of, yeah, got got to be a salesman too. You got to let that guy know. You got to kind of keep him. That's why I like sit there. Look, this, I'll forget because I'm thinking, you know, okay, I need to wait. You know, this is going on. And, and I'll go, hey, look, I'll just tell you what we're doing. I think he's doing this, so I'm not going to call right now. I'm going to wait a little bit. Let's wait him out. Mm-hmm. And that kind of relaxes them, you know, if you're telling them what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're learning too, you know. And a lot of our guys come, hey, man, I just want to learn. You know, I want, I want, I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying I know it all, but I've, I've done it a long time, and seen a lot of it, and I learn something every time I go. Yeah. So, it's uh, it, it's fun. I really love it. You know, and y'all making me miss guiding even more now. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't season not well, in Well, here. now instead of guiding, <clears throat> you could just incorporate what you know into other hunters, especially less educated hunters oh, yeah. just go out there and just enjoy yeah. it mm-hmm. if you want to carry a camera yeah. carry a camera too yeah make it like yeah. we talked about earlier oh yeah you know add, yeah. A, little, add a little more difficultness to it just yeah. like try to capture on camera oh yeah oh yeah there i mean go. it's fun i mean yeah. if you if you're you know that that's it if you feel like you're a good hunter and a, you kill a lot of turkeys get you a camera and go try to self-film no. that that's that's tough now. It's tough. It'll get aggravating quick. You, you, know, you, you know, know what's tougher is when you're not a good hunter and you're not good at camping and then you try to carry a camera. That's this guy. That's what you're doing this year? <laughs> that's this guy. <laughs> that's your outline for the year. Pretty huh? much. That, that, yeah, that's my resume. Get Trying ready. to eat the whole steak in one bite. Oh, wow. my God. You're, you're, well, making, you're making me feel that much more confident about what we're doing. So. I can't wait to hear the update. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, you'll, These are going to be good. When I have you on the yeah, when I have you on the strut report, I'll be like, hey, Bobby, I'll, I'm getting, getting my butt handed to That's me. right. <laughs> you know, but hey, don't don't think for a minute I'm gonna be sleeping in. I'm going. I, I've got I've got a lot of stuff lined up already. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, people that I have talked to over the years that 
you know, hey, man, I wish we could go, wish we could go, and I bump into them, and I'm like, all right, you want to go? You know, something I something I really uh, hadn't really thought about when I decided mm-hmm. to do this was, you know, I all my time was spent at Bent Creek. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have any. I've got a place or two that I can turkey hunt, that I deer hunt and stuff, but I just didn't have that turkey ground, you know. And now I'm like, I gotta be finding some ground, you know, and <laughs> because I mean that's 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 kind of scary. Now I've got some public ground that I know where it is, and that's I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I give me you know give me a, some public ground. I'm finna go hunting, yep. you know, and I and I've I've lined that up with a couple of guys that I know that hunt that way, and mm-hmm. I told them I said I'm going. Yeah, y'all want to come with me? That's fine, you know. I'm going. <laughs> I mean, I deer hunting. Mm-hmm. I, I I go to Illinois every year most every year and i and i bow hunt public place and i i absolutely love it lyle was telling me about that lyle yeah he was like telling me about you know some of those spots y'all go up there and how to y'all put put it on it seems like yeah we had we had a good year and you know it's it's you know the good lord blessed us as all i can say you know it was it was fun it's down to the last second Mm -hmm. and you know i got lucky and shot one but it was uh it's just fun, yeah. you know, and I hunt harder. I've got so much going on at home that I almost feel like I don't need to go. So I have to go somewhere else to really hunt. And mm-hmm. when I go, I'm I'm hunting. You know, I'm not going to sit around the camp or the motel room. Yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah. hunting. You know, we'll eat a bologna sandwich at, on the tailgate and, oh, and yeah. go back after it, you know. Yeah. So Now, how many turkeys – have you watched die in your lifetime? Oh man, I have no clue. Oh, I'm not a numbers guy, uh-huh. and and never have been. But uh, you know, I've I've had years. I you know, I don't know. I I would say anywhere from uh, back in the early days when we first started guiding and and doing turkey hunts at Bent Creek, it was stupid with turkeys. A lot of that ground hadn't been hard turkey hunted, and it was stupid. I mean, it was. You know, it might be, I'd say, 20 turkeys a die a year, 22. And then, I mean, it was, you know, it be might be 17 on a bad year. And, yeah. you know, it, it just it flipped back and forth. And something that I did not keep up with, and I could, I've got a couple of years written down, but I could kick myself in the butt how many first turkeys I called up for people. Oh, yeah. Because that's just, I mean, I get chills right now <laughs> thinking about it just, and it's it's the same experience I have when I kill my first one. I'm watching them do it, and I'm excited for them, and it's just so cool, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's unreal I, to be able to yeah. do that. And, and I mean, when we first started, it was so many people that came that that didn't didn't turkey hunt, you know. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we were taking people every day, and it was it was cool. You know, that's, that's fun. Now, number-wise, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I have no idea of whatsoever how many turkeys I've seen die. Yeah. But, you know. That's that's I, cool, man, especially the thing about first turkeys because I had the opportunity last year to help my cousin get one, and he, he got his first one, and I was probably more excited than he was. Oh, yeah. I, was, yeah. I lost yeah. it. I yeah. lost it when he rolled that turkey, man. That's a that's a cool experience to be oh, yeah. a part of. I mean, it's, it's, it's so cool to see somebody get that excited and, mm-hmm. and lose it, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, especially if you got somebody, you know, you know this guy, this guy that's, oh uh, yeah, uh-huh, I'm cool, you know, <laughs> and it turkey comes in and just he just gets all shook he up, melts. and then afterwards he just loses all his cool and 
pride oh, yeah. and all that. He's, Man, that's the coolest thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's freaking out, and it's totally out of character for him, you mm-hmm. know. So that's that's when you know it meant something to him. Yeah. No, see, I, I love it, you know, kind of getting back into it. Last This past season was my first year ever – or first turkey I was able to kill was last year. Awesome. And, and it was a Jake in North Carolina. And right. I was so excited. <laughs> and I called it myself, worth the burden, <laughs> and hunting some public land. And I was just fired up. Oh, I've, yeah. I've never been so fired up about a like a 12-pound bird. There, right. there's like, a, oh, yeah. I was like – the video, he he shot and he came off that tree so fast, like running over there, <laughs> Dude. knocking over saplings, That's trying to awesome. get to this bird. Broke my lynch box call while doing oh. it because I stepped on it when I got no. up. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That, it was an older one too. Yeah, it was uh, from like the eighties. Oh man, my dad passed away last year, and we were cleaning out stuff, and I was getting some stuff, and I, I mean, I can remember it when I was a kid. He. He broke so many lynch yeah. box calls and would glue them back together oh, and all yeah. that. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And I, I, you know, all those memories came back when I was looking at that yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it's crazy. But that's, hey, that's part of a memory right yep. there. Mm-hmm. It may be broke, don't throw it away because that memory will always be there. Yeah, exactly. And it was just a crazy hunt. You know, it's just one of those things that <laughs> getting your first animal, no matter what it is, you know, deer, turkey, whatever. Right. It just refires you back up because it's one thing. Because I went multiple years. I mean, you know, started turkey hunting when I was uh, probably like ten or eleven with right. my uncle. I've told this again multiple times on the podcast. People are like, guys, we've heard this story before, but we hunted them like deer. We had eighty right. acres, sitting on the green fields, you know, blind right. calling. But it was like deer hunting. You were sitting there yeah. for four or six hours, mm-hmm. and you'd see some birds, but it just it just never would work out. And finally, I got tired of it, so I, I stopped turkey hunting for a long time. Right, and then re got back into it with Andrew. While hunting public land, and he put me on birds. My first year I hunted with him, and if I could have just shot straight and stayed still, would have killed I don't know how many birds. I mean, it, it, I, I peppered one, got busted on multiple occasions when they're oh, within yeah. shotgun range. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on, man. It's so much, so much can go wrong so quick. Yeah, turkey hunt. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I was a uh, guy I met in the hall out there exhibit hall a while ago we, we i've hunted with him and he said he said i was telling somebody the other day about how much information you give in about 10 seconds mm-hmm. you know take safety <laughs> off two fingers keep your cheek down do this do that you know don't look over your barrel do that <laughs> he said all that quick yeah you know right before you shoot god looking over the barrel yeah <clears throat> been there done yeah that. i mean you, if, if you don't look down that barrel yeah you're going to shoot over that turkey, and it happens mm. a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's number one. That's number one. You know, and I, when we started our Turkey Thug show, Mossberg was a sponsor, mm-hmm. and that, that Turkey Thug edition had a True Glow red dot scope on it. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't want to shoot a scope. Love it. I mean, it, it helps you. You don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You put that dot on him, he's dead. Yeah. You know, I mean, period. Mm-hmm. And it, it helped me a lot. It really did. Well, I'm sure. And, like, that's one thing this year. I, I just switched from a 12-gauge to a 20-gauge this year because mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot some TSS, TSS. which I've been shooting. And, uh, but I just wanted a lighter gun. My shotgun I've been carrying the last few oh, years yeah. is, like, almost, like, nine pounds. Oh, yeah. I said, screw that. So, yeah. like, my gun now weighs under six pounds. I love it. Oh, yeah. But I want to get <clears throat> a, a micro red dot or something on there just to mm-hmm. help where you can come up and you still need to have good form, but you don't have to be so, like, so tight on the gun. Well, I mean, you, you – it's hard to have good form, yeah. so to speak, turkey hunt, because you don't ever know. Yeah. I mean, you never know which way you're going to be twisted and turned. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard. If you hold and hold and hold and waiting on that turkey to move a little bit, you're just 
steady inching down, and then the first thing you do is pull the barrel up, and you just shot over him. Yeah. You know, so it, that dot helps. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, if you wing shoot or do anything or shoot much at all, it doesn't take much. You can shoot one flying with that. I've done it. I mean, I've, I've missed on the first shot in a bind and had to jerk over and shoot real fast because the camera couldn't see it when I could and, yeah. you know, all that mess. And I, I've jumped up and shot them flying with that red dot, just smoked them. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. Don't yeah. think that, you know, I've heard that bunch, you know, hey, can't shoot one running or fly, bull. <laughs> you can smoke them. Well, one thing I like about them, because you can keep both eyes open very easily, <clears throat> yep. and you can easily follow something yep. like that. Yep. Like, a lot of times when I'm beating, you know, to, you know, talk about especially wing shooters like keep both eyes open. To me, it's hard to keep both eyes open while shooting a bead. Yeah, that's just me though. Well, you're so close to the gun and like the yes. like, especially if you're shooting multiple times the recoil. Yeah, just having your face. I don't know. It's just well, I'm everybody's everybody eye dominance is different yeah. too. I mean, you've mm -hmm. got to know which eye is dominant. And I can shoot left or right, so that also helps because I mean, if you don't shoot a whole lot left-handed, if you're right-handed. It's hard to do it correctly, but that red dot—you put that red dot on him, he's going down. You well, know, so it's—I it's, recommend them. Well, yeah. awesome. You well, can see more of the bird too. Yes, like through, you, it you helps can target panic. Yeah, with that bead, you see nothing under it. I yeah. mean, you're not real sure where you're at. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's not especially sure. if it's like past like 35 yards or so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Put oh, the yeah. beat up. Or and if it's, like, it's real close. I shot one at eight steps last year, uh -huh. and I shot him directly in the beard. I mean, there was That's like a, a good spot to shoot though, when they're close. Oh, he didn't fly. Aim low. <laughs> yeah, he didn't that, fly. that neck and head is not much. Yeah, I was like, my pattern's about that big. I'm mm -hmm. gonna put it right below. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My buddy <laughs> says you better get feathers when they get that close. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So easy to miss. Yeah. God, yeah. I, we'll see if I'll miss one this year. It'll happen. It'll probably happen. Oh, it more will. the more and more we talk about it. Oh my God! If I'll, you're not missing, you're not turkey hunting. That's true. <laughs> that is true because I had a chance to shoot a really big bird down in public land in Georgia last year. Went hunting with a buddy. Had when he was running and see, I'm a bad wing shooter and yeah. I really need to practice. But calling a situation, kind of some open pines, and he popped up over the hill like at right at 22 yards. Right. Instead of blasting him right <laughs> then and there, I thought he was gonna keep walking up to us. And he saw us on these little tiny mm -hmm. pine trees and just like kind of booked it, started running down the side of the side of this little road and all i could see was like the neck in his head right instead of shooting him there i was like yeah maybe, maybe he'll stop or what i don't know something he pops up on the top of the hill like 30 yards and looks back at me instead of busting right there i just like i don't know froze choked yep. and then he ran out of my life <laughs> uh, and i was like are you kidding me choked. <laughs> jordan nuts. jordan jordan's behind me my buddy jordan barnes he's filming <laughs> it and um he's like he's like send it Said, why aren't you shooting? Shoot! <laughs> like, why the birds are running? I'm like, God, man, it was it was horrible. That footage was, mm, yeah, was perfect. That's like when he peppered that one a few years ago. He's telling you about. Yeah. He uh he he moved a little bit, and they saw him, and I heard the putt, and I was like, shoot, 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 and yeah, it was too late. Yeah, peppered him in the butt. Man, they can make a move so quick. Well, now, Bob. First of all, what got you? Just a little more background about yourself. What got you into turkey hunting? And like, when was do you? Can you remember a <coughs> defining moment when like this is something that I absolutely love to do? You know, I I don't know that I really have that defining moment. My dad, I was lucky. My dad was a turkey hunter, um, and he told me I went with him when I was four years old. I think my mom had something to do, and he wanted to go hunting, so I went with him. Of course, I was wanting to go, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, I'm sure we didn't kill anything that day because I was four and I was wide open. But anyway, um, he would take me anytime I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. 
buy me any. He couldn't call with a mouth call. Never was able to, but he bought me every mouth yepper I ever wanted, that kind of stuff, you know. And so I was just around it, mm-hmm. and I could see his passion for it. And I guess it just it stuck with me, yeah. you know. Now, at what point did I, you know, you know, I can remember calling my first turkey. I remember shooting my first turkey. I remember calling my own in for the first time. And, uh, you know, I, maybe that that one time, I think I was 15. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I'd always hunted with him. And then when I got old enough, when I got about 13, 14, he'd say, all right, you need to go over there. And I was like, uh, you know, wh- what do I need to do? You know, uh, you know what to do. Just go. And I guess he knew you, you just don't learn going with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really learn when you go and start screwing up <laughs> and messing up and spooking that turkey. And then and this is what. What happened, uh, it, I don't think it was that time, but the next time I went one morning by myself, well, actually, I went one afternoon and had one goblin, and I, I, I just didn't know what to do, you know, and mm-hmm. I'd go back to the camp, and I said, all right, what should I have done? You know, that's that's your learning process if you're a turkey hunter, yeah. if you're lucky enough to have somebody that'll tell you. You know, a lot of people are squirrely that way, but most you'll find somebody nowadays that'll mm-hmm. tell you. And then, you know, I said, well, let's go in there in the morning. That's your turkey. You go, you know, and so you, that's your learning process. And, boy, it really sucked, you know, because <laughs> if he'd have been there, I felt like we'd have killed a turkey. Yep. But I got in there, you know, and the, I tree up a little bit, and then I shut up, and the turkey flew right over my head and lit behind me. Well, I'm, what do I do now? You know, I'm, you know, you've been coached, do not move. Don't do, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, now I, now I know if that, once that turkey got over my head, I could have spun. And when he hit the ground, he would have looked, and I could have, boom, you know. But you've got to learn that yeah. the hard way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would say me calling my first turkey up by myself, mm-hmm. and uh, the turkey actually, I'll just tell it right quick. We were walking, and the water had been up, and we were just we were on a, on a trek. And uh, we walked up on a ridge, and you could see some scratching. And my dad said, yep at him with that mouth call, you know, or yep at him. Mm-hmm. And I yelped, bah, he got us, said, this yours. And I said, all right. And he got behind me and sat down. He said, don't call too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was always back then, don't call too much now. <laughs> and uh, so I started yipping. He started gobbling, and I shut up, and that joker strutted. Never shoot a turkey in a strut. That's all I'd ever heard. Don't ever shoot a turkey in a strut, boy. You know, and that joker never dropped out of a strut till he got like 12 steps, you know. Oh, and I, I smoked him, you know. And he said, I thought I was going to have to shoot him. I thought you'd done locked up. I said, yeah. well, you told me not to shoot him in a strut. Yep. He said, well, when they get that close, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I guess that kind of fired me up and set me set me on my way. Yeah. And then, you know, guiding, mm-hmm. you know, that was something I enjoyed because I guess I am a people person. Yeah. And I uh, started enjoying that and uh, going, you know, pretty much every day, having to call, whether it was rainy, uh, hot foggy whatever Mm -hmm. and that's when you really start learning what to do in those situations you know when you've got a customer wanting to kill a turkey you know you've got to be your mind's got to be rolling Mm -hmm. now definitely kind of recap again you know how did you get into guiding because i know you told me the story before (coughs) but kind of gives another recap about how that kind of happened for you yeah i i was uh you know of course like i say i turkey hunted my whole life Mm -hmm. pretty much and uh, a friend of mine 
had a oil distributorship and he sold gas and stuff to one of the owners of the lodge mm -hmm. and he came back told me he said hey they thinking about doing some turkey hunting down there and asked me if i knew of anybody to be good guide and i told him about you and uh they said you know next time i come down there ride with me and i'll introduce you to him and so we we met and uh he told me he said i'll give you a call we got one guy that's gonna come and he spends a good bit of money with us bringing cut a chemical rep mm -hmm. uh, salesman and he said he he wants to bring some of his customers but he wants to see what it's like first so he came they called me and said, hey, look, he's coming. Come down tonight, spend the night, and we'll go in the morning. So we go, and uh, anyway, I was trying to think of his name. Now I lost it. Uh, Mike. Mm -hmm. Mike was his name, and Mike Mike killed a turkey. Uh, Leo was with me, uh, just kind of showing me the land. And uh, we after that, he, he killed a turkey the next day. Like I said, this was pretty nice back then. I mean, you could sit there and hear turkeys gobbling. On this side of the road, you work in a turkey, and this one over here just ripping it. And this turkey doesn't want to come. Hey, let's go. And we scoot across the road. And I mean, hey, it was it was nice. <laughs> They're not like that anymore. <laughs> but anyway, uh, after Mike left, mm -hmm. you know, before he came back, you know, the next day, Leo and Johnny, hey, let's go. Let's go in the morning, you know. So we just started. We got we became good friends and started going, and and then just as it grew, it grew. I mean, big time. And, yeah. And uh, we we uh, we really just had a blast doing it, you know. So it's it kind of hooked me there. Well, that's something kind of interesting because there's a lot of guys, especially younger guys like us, that would be probably interested in trying to break into that. Yeah. You know, getting yeah. into guiding, um, especially if it's something that they really enjoy doing. Yep. And it's something that they can – it's just another reason for them to be in the woods. Exactly. And almost, you know, when you're guiding, you're not shooting an animal, but you're kind of living through that hunt and that shot yeah. with the with the person yeah. you're taking. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that are people person – or people – how would you say that? A people personable. Person. Right. Yeah. Um, they enjoy that because I'm kind of like that where, like, you know, I, I've only killed one turkey, but like to go and film, like I'm filming for uh, a couple different guys this year on a um, on a wounded warriors, hunt, right? And be able to kind of see some of that progress exactly. is going to be fascinating. See some of these guys be able to shoot their first bird. And again, I'm oh, not yeah. talented by all when it comes to turkey hunting, but it's just to be kind of cool to see that happen and see oh, that yeah. progression. Yeah. And I can see other guys wanting to try to get into outfitting or getting into guiding for that reason. Yep. Uh, and I mean, you know, hey. I've I've uh, lucky enough I've been able to carry a couple of kids in youth season that you know I don't I don't ever get to do that during the season mm -hmm. because I'm guiding now I can but I haven't so I've always tried to take somebody that that had never turkey hunted before some kid mm -hmm. you know and and it's it that's fun to me I mean that's just that's where it's at yeah you know oh I'm sure I'm I mean we were talking to Cuz about. Uh, uh, cranky oh yeah and uh <laughs> just talking about him and kind of like how he's progressing last like you know year and a half two years of doing his hunting and uh still how he gets fired up about it and i'm like there's something about a kid kind of oh, introduce him to something like turkey hunting yep. where it's active you know it's not nothing it's not hunting. not going and sitting in a shooting house yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you know <clears throat> i know exactly i mean that's exactly i mean <laughs> that's, the colors. It. that's it that's <laughs> it <laughs> That's exactly it. So it's something about being active, going after a bird, being vocal, and actually being interactive right. with what you're trying to hunt. Yep. Even though you might, the kid's probably not going to be calling, but he's he's watching you call. Yeah. He's watching whoever yeah. else calling, seeing the whole progression of how a hunt happens, and it's 
fascinating. And definitely, oh, yeah. that's probably that and small game hunting is probably one of the best things oh. to get a, a kid. young kid no into. No doubt. So, no man, doubt. Because deer hunting, I remember deer hunting when I was a kid. I was like, man, this kind of, it took me like a year and a half to kill something when we started deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is kind of rough. Man, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just so, kids need to shoot something. I mean, yeah. it's not all about the kill. Don't get me wrong. But for a kid, it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're not getting to shoot, they're not going to want to go back hunting. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, if you can't go unless you're going to shoot a trophy, well, there's only so many trophies out there. It's not going to happen every yeah. time you go, and that kid's going to get bored. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I'm like, shoot. Let yep. them kids shoot, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not making a TV show. You're making a hunter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're trying to make a hunter. That's yeah. what you need. That's what we need. We need more hunters. We don't need TV shows. Yep. And uh, don't get me wrong, TV shows are good. <laughs> but I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Everybody wants to grow a big deer and all that, but there's not that many depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen that much. Yeah. It's relative to where you hunt. It's, yeah. like, it's like our family farm. You know, if we get a deer, like – not deer just walk through one day and we had them on camera because we had some pretty big deer do that. But if you had a consistent 115-inch deer, that's yep. a big deer in Bibb County. Yep. I mean, Bibb County, Alabama, 115, 120 inches, shoot. That's a good deer. Yeah. Any that's day of the deer. week. That's a good deer anywhere, yeah. man. I mean, I get that. And I think people are going to start coming back around to that. If they don't, it's going to get worse. But yeah. yeah. I just I think that's 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 what we need to do. I've got a buddy that hunts with me, and he said we uh me and Bryce, his little boy, we're going and let that boy shoot something, man. He yeah. said, well, we gonna shoot. I said, no. I said, let him shoot the first. You know, I said I know you don't want him to shoot a spike, but anything else comes out, shoot it. Mm-hmm. I'd really rather you shoot a spike, mm-hmm. but I don't care. It's legal, shoot it. Yep. You know, and let that boy enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I said, that'll hook him right there. Yeah, and be excited about him, too. Exactly. Because there's a lot of dads you see, their son, their son shoots a, a button buck on an yeah. accident or whatever and thought it was a dog. Tear him up. And, and they're like, well, I'm not necessarily tear him up, but they're like, oh, man. And, like, they just instantly, the kid oh, yeah. instantly has a negative thought on what he just did, and it just kind of drops and makes him not really yep. – or he, he or she not oh, really see interested it. in I it. I see it. I own a deer processing place, and I see it. I mean, it's just like I cut them off say, look, man gotta let these kids shoot yeah plus i need more deer <laughs> <laughs> well awesome but bob let's kind of jump a little bit into some tactics i, I know a lot of people know you from oh. of course locating right your locating tactics but it's kind of some overall tactics first off let's kind of go over your locating like first of all what is your favorite way to locate a turkey early morning or in the afternoons what, what are you doing Owl or a crow, either one. Okay. I mean, either one doesn't bother me. It mm-hmm. just depends on the situation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think they answer an owl a good bit. Some, I mean, all day. Yeah. Not just oh, yeah, really? early morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'll answer it all day. Because, I mean, you hear them any time of the day. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that not as regular of an owl in the afternoon you don't hear them often but they still owl in the afternoon early afternoon maybe that odd owl may make him gobble before that crow that's he's been hearing all day mm-hmm. you know i don't know if that makes sense but, yeah <clears throat> and yeah. you know it's it's got a lot to do with the volume and the shock factor mm-hmm. you know you know instead of just you know just hooting like that just you know, just kind of yeah. 
there it is. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I mean, make him gobble when he doesn't want to. And uh, gobble on accident. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. that's probably something that that's something I want to try to focus on maybe a little bit more this year because I've never personally never had much success with crow calls. Maybe I'm not doing it correctly. Maybe it's in areas where there's a whole bunch of crows. Maybe they right. don't gobble as much at crows because there's just so many of them. Like you know, like where we hunt. Yeah, there's in Alabama. It's it's constantly ridiculous. crows. Oh yeah, in central yeah. Alabama. And, and so, I'm gonna tell you something. I, and I'm jumping again, dead gum, and I get off. <laughs> but while you brought it up. Yeah. People don't realize crows follow those hens around and see those nests, and they'll pick those eggs up, and they'll 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 get those eggs and eat those eggs. Mm-hmm. You find one in the middle of a, a road. Mm-hmm. If you ever find an egg in the middle of a road, that's a crow. He's gone and picked that egg up and brought it out there and set it down and eat it, peck it right there. Hmm. So there's nothing wrong with having a crow hunt before turkey season. Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with it. I mean, it's something to do, and it works on your wing shooting. Uh, (laughs) There we go. There you go. But anyway, I'm sorry. I kind of got off base there. But seriously, I I think that's a lot of it. If you've got a ton of crows, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe you might want to work on some a little bit for two reasons. Now, I was going to say, so we have a good buddy of ours, uh, Josh Watts from Mississippi, Southern Mississippi. And he uses oh, he's not going to he's not going to like this. It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> he, he uses an off the wall tactic for locating I understand. Elk bugle. Elk bugle. Okay. Public land. I don't know there's a lot of elk. I didn't know there were a lot of elk in Mississippi. There there, there there's <laughs> exactly. not. Exactly. But, but supposedly but they he, will gobble, he has I can a imagine. very high success rate at getting a shot gobble <laughs> out of a bird. Especially like late afternoon stuff right, like that. Right. And just rip one off. Uh carrying the two hey, with them. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I mean you know, we have so many coats where I guide mm-hmm. that turkeys have started gobbling on the roost at it. Oh, really? Now, they won't gobble on the ground, but at it. But I, f- I feel like last year. You were using <coughs> a, a coyote call Where did we year. do that at, though? That's, I hunted a couple been... different states. I was using a, I, I was ha- island for birds on the roost because of that because they, yeah. they were not gobbling at anything else. I'm pretty sure. It was North Carolina. North Carolina, okay. they would not fire at it. Gobble, crow, nothing in the morning. Let off a howl, rip one off on a mouth call, and just hammer it. Yep. And that's how exactly we located those birds. Yeah. Yeah. Out west, you yeah. go anywhere. Oklahoma was one place that I just loved it out there. And mm-hmm. those big open draws and stuff, You could that coyote would, owl would just ring off down there and they'd hammer it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's, um, that's something I'm going to do again this yeah. year just because I, I feel like there's less, first of all, less people doing it. So when I'm talking, you know, hunting pr- pressure oh, public yeah. land, you got to do something a little bit different, like to, and then also just have something else in your toolbox you can try it right. out. I mean, it, you know, a crow crow call, you can kind of lull him. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Lull him into goblin. In other, other words, what you're doing is I'll crow, You know, just louder, harder, sharper, yeah. and then he'll just, ah! you know, you're kind of building him up. If you've ever watched one, get, get in a field of pasture or something, watch a turkey when you yep at him. And he's standing out there, he's not strutting or anything, and you start yepping at him, watch the blood just start rising, that red, start getting red, red, red. And then when you stop, mm-hmm. when you stop yepping to him, mm-hmm. the red just goes hmm. back off. And you yep again, it just, <laughs> so you've got to build him up, build him up, keep him there, and then something to make him boil over. That's what yeah. I call it, boil over, make hmm. his temperature boil over. 
And, I mean, that, that'll teach you a little of something about locating there. Yeah. If you can see one out in the field, you yep at him and see that color change mm -hmm. when he fires up. And then when you shut up, he just, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it's just yeah. it's, it's something to that. <clears throat> and, and, see, that's definitely going to come with experience of understanding exactly. more turkey body language or just being able to hear turkey and just be like having an idea. First off, like one, one thing is knowing what direction that turkey's facing on the roost. Right. Oh, man, we screwed that we, up. Yeah, let's talk about that for a hot <laughs> second. We were hunting in, in somewhere in Alabama, some public land. Won't go into too many details. And I was hunting on a location where they had Must done – Must have been a good spot. Pretty then. good spot. <laughs> pretty good. Anyways, much, we'll, sh we'll, share, we'll share it with you off the air. But if we stay down here, we got to bleep it out, so I can't have that happen. Uh -uh. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, it was, they did a, quite a bit of logging out there and, you know, had some, uh, some nice understory growing up. But um, anyways, we had this bird hammering on the roost right. in one of these little drainages where all the timber was. The SMZ is running up mm -hmm. through there. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, I had a bird hammering, and he, he would sound far away, like very, very, very far away. And we're looking on – we had Onyx out. Uh -huh. and was looking at the mapping system. Like, we're like kind of measuring, like, how far do we think he's at? We thought like 400, 450 yards, something like that. And we started working our way there early morning. And it was the bigger bottom, too. Yeah. There's a wider yeah. SMZ. So we're like, it's got to be that one. And every now and then, it would sound like he's way closer. Like, oh, God, he's like, yeah. he's like way up there. Around. And then we kind of circled up. And turns out we walked probably 200 yards past that bird. Oh, and yeah. we're like, we, we started calling, like, man, what the, heck, what the heck's going on? Like, maybe he's in the, the draw mm -hmm. closer to us when we walked by. We went over there, and you could see where he flew down. You could see the roost tree. And he had strut marks going ah, down this little road. All the way and down I'm the road. Going towards where we were originally. Yeah, wow. And I'm like, are you yeah, freaking – we royally yeah. screwed that one. Well, and, and, and this is me, and I have no idea. You, I mean, you told the story, yeah. but you really didn't tell everything, so I have no idea. Sometimes you just got to – it's hard. You get excited. You want to go, 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 go. You mm -hmm. just got to stop say, okay, let's wait a minute. Yeah. Listen to him gobble a couple of times. You know, when you do move, move a little bit and just stop and listen and listen. And, you know, that's – but it's easy to do. It's hard to yeah. do – hard to tell which way he's facing. I mean – my ears aren't that good anymore, you know, and mm -hmm. you've got to really pay attention to that. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, that definitely came and bit us in the butt, but it's one of those things that now looking back at right. it, that's something I'm going to try to pay well, attention that's, more. that's so. how you learn, yeah. And especially in open terrain because that was, you know, we were up pretty high, kind of yeah. over everything, so sound would carry quite yeah. well instead of, like, being dense cover like you're in yep. you know, pine thicket or somewhere else. I can remember when I was in college every year after that – second big real warm rain when all the trees finally you know the oak trees and everything turned green mm -hmm. seems like i would spook a turkey every year because it got greener and it, he sounded further mm -hmm. yeah. everything the foliage was out and you know he sounded further and i'd always bump wow. one a year it seemed like, like <laughs> you know, i wasn't smart enough to realize hey dumb butt it's green well i've got i've got a question for you How, in, in early season what is Talk, we're talking Alabama here. You know, our, our season comes in so early, there's no green right. at all. Usually. It's, let's just pines. Oh, usually, yeah. but most of the time it's pretty cold yeah. opening morning or opening week. What is your tactic when you're hunting in an area, which down where you are, is it mostly plantation pines? It's it's a mix. It okay. depends on where you're at, yeah. Uh, I mean, what is your your strategy in a situation like that early season? Does it change at all? Are you – I mean, how, how does that work? Because I'm, I'm thinking, again, when we're hunting public land, there's no big – fields or anything like that no. 
and you know you're hunting in a lot of pretty open timber especially if it's down any kind of creek bottom or anything like that right and it's all pines up top you just got to know you got to be careful when there's not much foliage out because mm -hmm. i mean he's on that on that limb and like you said if he's turned around the other way goblin you'll get so close you'll you know he, you'll spook him mm -hmm. i mean he'll he'll figure out he may not see you or he may not know what you were he may catch a glimpse of something moving well, if he hears something or thinks he sees something, he's not coming right there. Mm -hmm. He may keep gobbling, and you may think he's coming there, but he ain't coming right there gotcha. if he didn't know what it was. I mean, mm -hmm. he may circle you, but he's going to be out of range, I'll bet you that. Cause he's, I mean, he makes his living by not getting killed mm -hmm. by something. He, he thinks everything out there is trying to catch him. Yeah. I mean, that's why a turkey's so screwy, because mm -hmm. he thinks everything wants to eat him. And he'd be right because they taste delicious. They are good. <laughs> he'd be right. I sure do want to I mean, eat. It's a peanut oil. Oh my gosh, that is a good fried turkey right there. Oh yeah, boy. Now, Bob, when it comes to your, your calling technique, are you still are very much on the light side of calling, or does again that's just depending on the situation? You know, I think it's the situation. I try to make it the situation. Mm -hmm. Of course, if I'm hunting public ground, yeah, I'm gonna be on the light side. Mm -hmm. I'm going to test the water. I'm going to see how far I can go with him. I'm going to see, you know, can I pick that up a little bit and him still gobble? You can kind of ease into it and still back out of it without, you know, I mean, I'm not, you don't want to start off cutting at him and, you know, doing yeah. all that. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. You don't want to do that. You want to yep a little bit. and oh, He kind of got fired up and wait a little bit and yep again and he answered and hit him again right behind that. And then if he doesn't gobble, so okay, maybe not. You know, just, <laughs> you know, you just kind of got to feel your way through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say this, the turkey thugs hunting that and going to different places and going out west in places that turkeys gobble a little freely, mm -hmm. more freely, it will, it will change you if you're not careful. You, you know, I'll catch myself back guiding and going, I can't yep this much. Yeah. You know, that's a little too much. You know, because I'm guiding on the same ground every day, mm -hmm. you know, so it's – those birds will feel – those turkeys will feel your pressure. And that's one thing that's kind of fascinating about you guys is, you know, down at Bent Creek and everything is y'all do have a lot of pressure. I mean, you're hunting because oh, you're, yeah. you're hunting so much, so you have to manage it in a certain way yep. where you're not educating the birds to the fact where they're unkillable. Exactly. And that's kind of a good way to look at it when you're hunting public land. It's kind of a similar aspect. But yep. this is something, at least you know who's out there. Exactly. And kind of situation. But you still understand that you're calling at birds, and if you don't kill that bird, sooner or later that bird's going to kind of yeah. start catching on what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and be able to kind of apply some of your tactics there onto some public land. Because the thing about public land, you don't know who's been there. Nope. You don't know what they've been doing. Nope. You don't know if someone's been out there just just hammering on a box call for yep. three hours or, or what the situation is. Oh, yeah, man. On – on the place that I hunt last year, I go out two weeks. But yeah, I almost said it. Yeah. <laughs> I was out there two weeks before the season. I was just going out to listen, and this guy comes driving past me, and he hops out of his truck, gets a box call out, and yelps about thirty-five times in a row. And he stands there for like ten minutes, and then he yelps a bunch of times again, and then gets back in the truck and leaves. I was like, Ooh, man, these yeah. turkeys are going to be smart. Yeah. It's like two weeks before season came in. Oh yeah, yeah they, it, it, <laughs> I've seen it. I can remember one uh, youth season in Alabama used to be on certain management areas when they first started it. And I had a guy, a kid wanting to go, and so I, I talked to a fellow, and I knew he was on some turkeys because he had told me. I said, look, I know there's some more turkeys right there. Mm -hmm. I said, can we come in there 
and y'all go do your thing. We will not mess you up. We will wait because I mean they were on. They was three two year olds. He felt like, and they got set up on them, killed them down, killed one right off the roost, and then we went hunting. But while we were sitting on the tailgate listening to their hunt, we were just sitting there, and a truck comes in, and there's a turkey been gobbling right here. Yeah. I mean he's hammered, and truck pulls up on the ridge behind us. And guy gets out and hoots. Every time I hooted, this turkey gobble. And this guy gets out of the truck, and he hoots. And it's a good hoot. I mean, it didn't sound, you know, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, turkey didn't say anything. Guy stands there, he hoots again. Nothing. Owl hoots right there where the turkey is. Turkey didn't say a word. Guy gets in his truck, drives off. Owl hoots, turkey gobbles. And I'm going, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. yep. They know. Uh, they, they know when you're there, yeah. you know, more so than you think. Well, it's like last <coughs> year, two years ago, we had a we caught a bird in right off the road, man. Remember, we, we got off. Oh, yeah. yeah we pulled yeah. off on, the, on this pipeline, and we're just sitting there. We're just okay. talking or something. Okay, they cut timber. <laughs> Blue. Pipeline Blue. and timber cut on this public ground. Blue. I'm going to figure this out. Taking some notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Go no, ahead. You're good. So, anyways, we pulled, we pulled off. Oh, this hit my mic. We, we pulled off the side of the road, and uh, we're just sitting there talking. I was like, man, we had just been hunting all day long. It was opening day, like last yeah. year, two years ago. And we're like, man, it, it was one of those real cold mornings, but it right. heated up pretty good. It was probably about, I don't know, 55, 60 degrees mid-morning. And uh, anyways, it was about, I don't know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 or 5 o'clock. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to owl hoot right here and, and to see what happens. I did it and never even thought about hunting this, but I was just like, you know, we're just here anyways. And uh, let one off, and one hammered it from way down this valley. I was like, Oh crap! I'm like, get your gun, dude. I'm like, we don't have a whole bunch of time before we get started. We right. probably had yeah 45 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. So we get our gun and just just start booking it, and it's a bunch of kind of like shorter pines and everything. You're going through it and like shorter is in you can sit on the ground, you can see. But like if a deer hunter want to right. go there, you ain't right. getting in no tree. We get in there and start getting towards the this little draw and actually big draw and finally set up and we started we started calling and like I, he didn't really do anything for a little while and we started getting real aggressive and it started just me and him were cutting back and forth at each other, and then he started hammering, started coming up that yeah, draw. No, he was like, he snuck up. He was forty-five yards away, and he nailed, he nailed his little <laughs> gobble, and we were like, you know, the Whoa. one that like shakes you. And he's facing one way, I'm facing the other direction, and the draw's like right on my left side, his right side, and uh, that bird comes up, and you can hear him walking. And like, I'm like, my heart's pounding. Oh, I, can, I bet you can hear him walking. You can't, can't see, him. see him, and he's walking the side of the little draw, and like he he swings up, and also I see movement out in front of me, and it's a good bird, and. Uh, Anyways, he, he comes out, and he's probably, I don't know how far he got, maybe like 40 yards. And, again, I wasn't super comfortable with my shotgun setup. I was like, I don't want to shoot anything past like 30, 35. Yeah, and, me uh, too. He was just right there, and he's just kind of like, he's just strutting back and forth. And, like, we kind of stopped calling. We started scratch, scratching leaves just a little bit behind us. And he just, you know, wasn't all that interested. Didn't yeah. see anything. He, he didn't see anything that really interested him. And he just started strutting and went back, right back down. Right back the way he came. Past us. And, and finally – he gets next to us. I'm like, Andrew, sneak over that hill and just shoot him. And just, like, pop up and just shoot, shoot him. Well, he kind of, like, crawls. He, like, gets over there, and it's real loud leaves and crap. Yeah. He gets there. He looks down. He's probably 60 yards from us. And he, you call or something. I called. And he strutted back up again but didn't really hammer it. But yeah, it's just crazy where sometimes you can find a bird yep. where you do not expect them. Oh, big time. Which blew my mind again. So, that kind of taught me. I'm like, maybe I still need to stop overlooking some of these areas. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Especially, like, right. a lot of guys, especially where, where we hunt, 
lot of guys like to try to focus on any place that has hardwoods. Mm-hmm. And we started finding more birds were scratching and, and doing a lot more activity, especially roosting in those pines. Oh, yeah. And if you get in those pines where a lot of guys don't want to go, especially if it's kind of thicker, start having a little bit more luck. Oh, yeah. yeah. One more thing I want to ask you about what? is uh, you, you mentioned having a guide for people even on crappy weather days. Mm-hmm. So on like a rainy, drizzly, miserable day, what what kind of – tactics you employ on you on know a day i'm, like I'm, I'm gonna put this kind of more i'm gonna direct this more toward y'all because y'all were talking about some of the public ground y'all hunt mm-hmm. not any big fields nothing like that so they like to get out in fields mm-hmm. but they also get in roads mm-hmm. yeah gas line pipeline anything anything open because it kind of that rain makes noise, and they can't see as good, but and they can't hear. But if they get out in that open, they feel safe. They feel like they can see something coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, watch these roads when you're walking these roads for muddy tracks mm-hmm. where that turkey walked during mud, during rain, or just after the rain, and they like to walk those certain spots. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got muddy tracks that you you can tell mm-hmm. if he. I mean, it just quit raining, and you can see they. They've been walking in that real muddy stuff. If it's raining the next time, they're probably pretty close right there. And I've noticed that. Another thing I notice is some of these places where it's, you know, you know, semi-mature pines, which is wide open underneath because mm-hmm. they're either using, they're about to come in and log and they've cleared everything out. And you can see 100 yards, even mid through, midway through the season, you yeah. can see 100 yards through there. I've also seen birds in that kind of situation. But right. that's one thing definitely I want to try to pick up on more so is, you know, when it rains, I, I want to know – if it actually concentrates those birds into those areas much more. Right. Where you can kind of go in there and be able to almost do like a, a blind sit and just kind of stay in one yep. area like that and just kind of work birds in as the day goes yeah, on. that's right. I mean, it, it's it's not easy, but, I mean, if you pay attention to sign when you're just riding, walking, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you'll see those muddy tracks and places they've been during the rain. It's yeah. easy to tell the difference. So it's that's yeah. that's that's the best way. If you don't have big big fields, big open pastures yeah. and fields, that's what I'd look for. Well, I'm going to take that. I'm definitely going to think about that a lot during this season, especially okay. I just moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, really? And uh, going to be looking. I've already been scouting some public land all around Georgia okay. and found a ton of turkey sign on one track. Awesome. And I am excited about that. I bet. So I'm going to use some of those tactics out there because that's the one thing one of the tracks lacks is any open areas. Right. So try to find some. And, hey, another thing, too, if you find those spots, not many people are going to be out there on that public ground on a bad day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a good idea there. So Have the woods to yourself. Yeah, just just (laughs) be running a mouth call. Don't worry about your friction calls all that much. Yep. Bring some light rain gear. Have fun. Yeah. Awesome. Or we well, time. We're we're right at an hour, so I guess we'll start wrapping this thing up. We've probably right. taking enough of your time. Well, I enjoyed it. I, I like talking turkey. <laughs> Me too. This is like the sixth one we've done and I could do six more, no problem. Really? I, I love oh, it. It's 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 fun. I mean you, you can't ever learn enough about them. Yep. Yeah. You know, because there's so many they don't do they never do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They you know you can't ever say one tactic's always gonna work. No. No absolutes. Yep, there's nothing. No Never. absolutes. Yeah. My, my, one of my favorite things about this is being here at the convention with some of the world's greatest turkey hunters and getting to interview them, like talking with you and Cuz Strickland, Dave Owen, Shane Simpson, all, all those people like that. And 
like seeing the the similarities in what you guys talk about right. with birds like picking up on trends that each right. of you say is just i bet it is yeah i mean it, it helps and i i've mentioned this before but you know we started this thing last year and we interviewed a bunch of people you included during turkey season right. and i had the best year of my life last year oh you know, so and yeah. i, I credit that's, that that's to, fun that's fun for somebody like me to hear you know that oh yeah you know i i want to you know heck i want to help everybody enjoy the sport and and uh really really see what it's about yeah you know and i you know i'm not all about you know i've killed turkeys with decoys and all that but if if you'll start trying to do without it'll be it'll change and it'll change the way you hunt it'll make you a better hunter you know but that was something that uh i i you know i was talking to a guy in the exhibit hall this morning and he was just dogging people that hunted with decoys and i said well you know there's nothing wrong with it i said it's legal do it you know but you're cheating yourself if you don't if you don't do it without it some too mm -hmm. you know hey go kill a turkey or two and then go you know get a couple under your belt and then say all right i'm finna do this yeah. <laughs> you know so i mean it, it makes a difference but no that's that's fun to hear somebody like you talk about that and you know if it makes it more fun and easier for you to kill a turkey, you know, if what I'm saying or, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, what I'm saying helps, that's great. That's what I feel like that's what I'm for. That's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a guide. You know, I'm I, I'm always wanting to help somebody, yeah. you know. Yeah, and we appreciate that. That's <laughs> one thing, you know, I learned a lot last year because last year was, I guess, my second or third year trying to take turkey hunting more seriously. And – Doing all the interviews, you know, doing all the shrub right. reports, doing everything that we did during turkey season helped me learn. Like, I'd see stuff out in the woods and, like, hey, that, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, he, he, you know, this person told me right. while we were doing an interview in a situation like this, you know, try to look for these different aspects of what's going on and trying how to read a bird and everything else. And I really took that to heart last year. And I think that's one reason I think even though we, I just killed a Jake in, in North Carolina, we had a ton of birds all around us. And one thing I, one thing I'd like to talk to you about just real briefly is I had, we had a situation on that hunt the following day, went back out there and had this one lone um, gobbler that was with a couple of hens and he wanted to stay. The private public land was all kind of like select cut pines had been cut probably a couple of years ago. And there, you know, you started having some right. vegetation grow back early season. Wasn't much vegetation though growing on the private land side on the boundary. It was all wide open pines. Mm -hmm. Like what? I mean, this pine straw and that's where the, the bird wanted to strut and do his thing mm -hmm. and we could not get him to come up and cross that fence we got him right up to the fence about 30 40 yards from us but we couldn't get him to come over the fence and come yep. up to us and i, I don't know what you would do in that situation because first we didn't couldn't use decoys because everything was so thick it didn't help right. you but also just we could not get him to come that right. extra few yards towards us you know I, the first thing i would think about is what was between you and him how open it was was there a spot 50 yards further to the right or left of you, that might have been a little easier for him to come. You know, something like that. you got to make it easy on him sometimes. Yeah. And then you being right there mm -hmm. close enough to shoot, you know, 30, 40 yards from the line, he may just not want to come there. You may have to back off more mm -hmm. to get him to come there. You can back up and call. And was he gobbling? Was he – uh, he, yeah, he was gobbling, but gobbling. then he was strutting, and you could see him just – he would strut and come up towards us, but then, then he'd get up to that fence, and then he'd kind of fall back down. Yeah. So 
we were right off there was a fire break around the right. edge of the property and we were sitting just off that fire break right. and he was again there was a corner in between us mm-hmm. and he'd come up and you could see him but he just would not want to there really wasn't even a fence there it was just a property line he wouldn't right. want to come over and hit that fire break because we want to just work up the fire break that's right. what we thought and well i mean you can you can always you know yep to him right here especially if you can move without him seeing you is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, obviously. But ease back, just crawl back, whatever, start yipping, going away, mm-hmm. and then zip back low, quiet as you can be mm-hmm. back to your spot and don't say another word. And he thinks that hen just walked off that way, and then he might uh, and start coming that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of times that will draw them that way. You know, if it's two of you, one of you walk back yipping mm-hmm. or – crawl back and sit down and call back there 40 yards further back that may bring him an extra 40. That's and, and we could have done that because the way the fire break laid out we could have just slipped off in the fire break and crawled up because there was you know yep. two feet of elevation change that you could have gone all the way back up yep. got to the top of the ridge and just kind of work trying to like you yep. said play it out like that bird was like that hen was moving away from exactly him and him trying to cut the distance on her exactly or maybe i can't jake you up to save my life but throw a jake oh. up out because there was because we killed Two jakes that morning. It was me and my buddy. It was our both of our first birds. And then we went back, and on this little piece of public, it was just the birds were just on the property line the whole time. And I'm sure if we probably would have jake up, they probably would have fired them back up yeah. and try to come up there. But that's why I got to learn to call a little bit better. There you <laughs> so go. I'm here, man. That's why I'm here. That's right. Well, awesome, Bob. Well, we appreciate you making I enjoyed it. it. Man, it's fun. <laughs> I always like talking turkey man yeah man exactly always well awesome well uh guys hope you appreciate this episode uh if you did please make sure you're already subscribed to the podcast give us a like and review and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day Look, last summer, y'all heard us talk a bunch about the Mobile Hunters Expo. It was an incredible event. A bunch of you guys came out to meet us. We got to talk to, I don't even know how many listeners. If you heard all that last year and you were like, dang, that sounded cool, I should have went to that. Here's your chance. You need to make it to this one. It's June 28th through June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. All right, giving you a heads up here, so go ahead and mark it on your calendar. June 28th through June 30th, Dalton, Georgia is going to be the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. We're going to be there. A bunch of our past podcast guests are going to be there. There's going to be seminars. All of the mobile hunting companies are going to be there for you to try out gear before you buy it. It's like the one event of the year where all of the... The, like the mobile hunter ecosystem just kind of congregates in one place. And Chris and Josh and the guys have done an absolutely phenomenal job putting this thing together over the last couple years. And it keeps getting better every year. So like I said, make sure you come see us. We're going to have a gigantic stack of free stickers to give away to every listener that stops by the booth. And we're going to have merch there to purchase. We're going to be recording podcasts, shooting videos, all kinds of stuff. So like I said, don't miss it. You can head on over to the mobilehuntersexpo.com to look at show schedules and dates and go ahead and grab your tickets. So y'all go check it out at the mobilehuntersexpo.com.